All right. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Talk 122 with your superintendent. I'm Dr. Terrell Yarbrough, and I have with me, I think for the first time ever, we're going to try to do this as a threesome. <laughs> right? I think I think we had the bowling team on earlier this year and we we did kind of like two students at a time. So okay. this is this is this is pretty, you know, monumental here. <laughs> so if you could all, you know, one at a time Introduce yourself to the audience. Um, you know your your role in the district, or in somebody's case, left us. <clears throat> but anyway, no, 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 no nothing. <laughs> but you still were here. So if you can introduce yourself, what school you are at, and we can go from there. All right. I'm Julie Crawford. I teach sixth grade at Loves Park Elementary. Okay. I am Andrea Cox, and I teach sixth and seventh grade now at Willowbrook Middle School, but was previously sixth grade at Loves Park. Okay. And I'm Shannon Davidson, and I co-teach with Julie, and um, I'm a special education teacher. Okay. Well, welcome to all three of you. Thank you. Um, Thank and you. welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> it's exciting so, to be back. Yeah. And, so, and, and this is good. And, and I really i am excited for this particular one um, because this is our Alaska edition um, as we talk about PD, right? Like professional development for teachers and and. Um, I think obviously that's an important part of what what we do. You know, obviously investing in you, you all who obviously in turn invest in our kids, and, and which is which is phenomenal. And so as we're kicking this off a little bit, I mean Alaska, right? Normally yeah, you think yeah. of, of PD whether it's in the district or you know within a, like a 25, 50 mile radius, mm -hmm. but no. Yeah. <laughs> so if if one of you no. want to start with with talking about just how the idea came about of, of actually going to Alaska. Oh, I th Julie, you were the first one to kind of come <laughs> yeah, up with the idea, right. I think. <laughs> so about a decade ago, I got kind of obsessed with the Iditarod. Um, my daughter was learning about it in her first grade classroom. Okay. And um, I started going, well, what is this thing, the Iditarod? Mm -hmm. And learned more about it and then brought it back to school with me. And then I met Andrea, mm -hmm. and Andrea quickly caught the bug as well. We were co-teaching fourth grade together okay. at this time, so Julie kind of came and she's like, do you know anything about the Iditarod? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so she's like, I think we should do a reading unit on it. I'm like, sounds good to me. Yeah, just tell me what we need to do. So she kind of led the way for our first year. and. I dove in pretty hard after that, um, and we ended up creating together for our classroom a six-week-long-ish yeah. uh, cross-curricular unit. Okay. Um, Lisa Clark gave us the go-ahead to, you know, expand our horizons as much as we wanted to, as long as we were teaching what we needed to. And okay. then when I went into a regular ed position, Shannon came in and kind of took over my role yeah. as a co-teacher with Julie and. Yeah, and I had I had no idea what the Iditarod was when this all started as well, and I was so energized by their excitement of it all. They they project that onto the students and onto me, and I'm I am not a cold weather girl. I'm all about the beach. I don't like snow in winter, and I was hooked. So, and it's really exciting to see how the kids really grab onto it and they mm -hmm. they are as knowledgeable as we are by the time our unit is over and they really love it okay so. 
Well, the, 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 the funny thing is, believe it or not, and that was a great intro, but I still don't know what that is. Yeah. So if you, if you can tell me yeah. what it is. So what is it? You want to go? So the Iditarod is a thousand mile dog sled race over the course of less than two weeks. It's, okay. down, it's down under two weeks that yeah. they get a winner at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I'm even more excited about this now. Yeah, well, okay. so right. it goes across Alaska, and they have, I want to say, like 20, 20-some checkpoints where they stop. Okay. Um, and it has been a very long, grueling race for many of them but they've made it shorter and shorter every year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think it's down to like eight days to run a thousand miles. Okay. Across not, you know, most of Alaska, as we learned more about when we were there, um, is not inhabited. Like there are not people living in most of the places. Hmm. Um, When you follow the race, a lot of the checkpoints are ghost towns, so no one actually lives there. Okay. Um, And they have made this race to the point that they can set up cameras, technology, do podcasts, do journalism from these very remote locations. And that was a super interesting part that we learned about last year, how they pack all this stuff up and take it to these extremely remote places and bring live coverage of the race to us. Okay. All right, so exciting. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me this then. So, in the in the lead up to it, because you mentioned students, right, and, and they were getting excited about it and things like that. So, what did you do in the, in the lead up before you left to kind of get the kids ready for? Hey, we're going to go on this trip, and then we're going to come back with all this information. Um, be ready for it. Like, what what did you do for the lead up? Well, uh, you know. We got a little bit bogged down in the last couple of years with uh, COVID teaching. It hasn't been extremely fun, but at least in my role, I know I did a rod kind of pulled me through, quite honestly, okay. allowed me to do some fun things. Um, and so last fall, uh, I think it was around October, I messaged both of them after I had seen the post for the conference. And I was like, you guys, I think I'm going to do this. Like, if I want you guys to come with me, but I'm a think I'm gonna for sure do it okay um, and we worked it out that they could get the time off I could get the time off um, approved through both of our districts so we purchased our plane tickets and then we could finally kind of get I think our kids excited for us in okay. both situations perfect so what were, what were some of the questions if you can remember that the kids had about it well, same as you. What is it? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Uh, Why are you going to Alaska? Yeah. Right. Why would you choose to do that? Right. Mm-hmm. Out of all places, uh, right? Alaska. Isn't it In so the cold? Winter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that they had questions too about just like why is this so exciting? In a world mm-hmm. of technology where everything is just fast paced and Fortnite and everything that is computer-based, why would you choose to go watch people race a dog sled? Mm -hmm. So there were those questions as well. Okay. So now, so now you're, 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 let's fast forward, you're there. Right. We are there. So, so yeah, we are starstruck. As, as, yeah, as, we're freaking out. As, <laughs> as teachers often do, you did all your research, you prepared for it, right? Yeah, you're, you're there now. Um, what were some of the things that 
you. I don't have an answer for that. Oh, is there something serious? else I You know what? This is live, and, and my watch kind of goes crazy sometimes. So anyway. Okay, <laughs> so okay. so when you, like, think of, like, things that you thought about, like, is there any, was there myths, right? Like, right away, you're like, you know what? That's not, that's not anywhere what I, I thought. Like, I think of Alaska, I automatically think it's going to be cold. Like really cold. No, it was right. So it was cold. Oh yeah, it was actually. No, that's not a myth. That's yeah. not a myth. Okay. It's a, it's about around that time of year, like the same temperatures here though. Yeah. Um, okay. but different because it's covered in snow, whereas here it's like hit or miss if we have snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day of the race, uh, it, everyone, even you know, even people that have been there for the race start hundreds, not hundreds of times, dozens of times. Um, it snowed all day from the second we yeah. got downtown that morning, the snow started and it was just a snow that was like big fluffy magical. flakes, mm-hmm. magical. And yeah. it was coming down almost, it seemed like it was like pouring rain. Like it was so much snow coming down and everyone was just like mm-hmm. perfect. Like that couldn't be more perfect, okay. you know? Okay. I think because we've been teaching it for so long, we, we knew kind of a lot of what to expect. Mm-hmm. But I think there were some overarching and our misconceptions within sled dog racing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of controversy about it being inhumane. Mm-hmm. And we went to um, the vet checks before the race starts. They have every dog checked, approved by the vet. They have to make sure they're healthy before they'll even put them on the trail. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, was kind of eye-opening. Like, okay, they're actually concerned about the, the well-being and the health of these dogs probably more so than even the people Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i think those kinds of misconceptions were made more aware for me personally um yeah there was a morning we were like getting ready and the commercials that come on tv there at that time of year are interesting um and so just taking that piece of like how the media structures things. So we had Mm. been to a dog kennel the day before as part of the conference, and we were, like, these dogs were so happy. They were, you know, the ones that were on their their chains out in the dog yard were laying and basking in the sun, and they were excited (laughs) to see us, let us kneel down and pet them. They're so nice and friendly for the most part. Um, And a lot of them are actually off chain, running around, you know, and they switch off who gets to run around and for how long throughout the day. Um, now, so there are three. Dogs? How many dogs are oh, there? Probably. So there are about 14 to 16 dogs that are on each sled, but each musher usually has a couple teams in their kennel. Yeah, I'd say okay. the kennel we went to, <coughs> which was Matt Failer's, um, he probably had 50 or 60 dogs wow. out there. Um, but yeah, it was just interesting because then the next morning we see the TV and PETA's got a commercial on. Mm where they've taken the tone to black and white. They've got this really sad, horrible music playing, and they've got an image of a dog chained up in the dog yard that's just sitting there. But because it's sitting there with the sad music playing and the black and white tone, Mm -hmm. you know, their message is, this is inhumane, whereas we saw it with our own eyes the day before. (laughs) Those dogs were so happy and so well taken care of. Mm -hmm. Cleaner than your house dog, you know. So you had mentioned a little bit about um, and you talked about it too, like like the controversy. Mm-hmm. So can you touch on that just a little bit more? Like when you were there, you know, you mentioned the the, the ads and things like that. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I mean, PETA's presence was definitely known in, uh, in Anchorage that, that weekend or that week. Um, 
I think that the Iditarod does a really good job of trying to um, put the kibosh on all of that and, okay. you know, educate, educate people mm -hmm. on okay. what, you know, the reality of it is. Um, at any time during the race, um, a musher can make a decision to drop, they call it drop a dog, where they at different checkpoints can hand off their dog to their handlers and they continue on. It's, it's, I don't know if it's ever even happened where a musher has completed the race with their full team. Mm -hmm. You know, if a dog is not performing, they'll just leave them at the checkpoint and send them back to the kennel. So I felt like a little better about all of that kind of controversy with everything. Um, yeah. I feel like the Iditarod does a really great job of inclusivity too. And I, I know for me personally, I felt a connection with that with all of um, our students. You know, you look at it and you go, here's, you know, this male dominant sport. And <laughs> it's, it, it, that is a huge misconception as well. You know, and we, our students all pick a musher that they kind of follow throughout the race. And, you know, we have women, we have minorities, we have um, transgender mushers. Mm -hmm. There was a musher from Jamaica one time who had never seen snow, but he decided he was going to mush. <laughs> Um, our adopted musher, yeah, <laughs> our adopted musher, that Gerhardt, he is from Africa, South Africa, and he, musher from and South Africa. he um, traveled to Alaska, and he is running in the Iditarod, so okay. pretty cool how it's, yeah. you know. No, this is this is great for me because one, I never knew it existed. Yeah. But mm -hmm. two, there it seems like there's so much that goes into, you know, putting this on. Right, mm -hmm. and so many people get to enjoy it. And so you mentioned that the kids kind of, kind of follow the race mm -hmm. and pick Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, so yep. was it was it live for them? Did, do you know that? Like, did they tune in at the at the time? Like, how did that work? Um, we we do have an insider subscription that we purchase every year, so we can get okay. GPS. Because um, we also watch it at tracking. Home. <laughs> We're kind of obsessed. You watch it at home. Oh yeah, yeah like but the whole time. Very often, and with the time change as well. But very often they run at night okay. because it's cooler for the dogs, and that's another misconception. Most people think, oh, it's too cold at night for these dogs, but they do a lot of their running at night. So we would go in every morning before, you know, when school would start, and the first thing we do is, okay, we got to check like who's in the lead and who's had to scratch or you know withdraw and. Um, okay. So it just became part of our like morning routine that you know our kids wanted to know where's my musher at, and mm -hmm. they they get really really excited about following that person and learning more about them. They do biographies on them and awesome. things like that. Yeah. So yeah. So if each if each one of you could could take a turn, you know, with this piece, um, because this is really. This is really interesting to me now. Now I'm like, okay, I'm going to get deeper. You're going to be getting... following the race this year. I, 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 I might, I might. And so, so when you think about um, now that, that whole, like, making it relevant for kids, right? Like what we teach and making it relevant um, to real world experiences. Um, how, does, how does this translate for you, right? Bringing, you know, actually going on the trip, um, your kids, you know, getting excited about it you experiencing it, now bringing it back to them. Like, how did that resonate for you? Um, I think that there are amazing character education pieces that I picked up this time. Okay. I mean, I've been teaching this for a long time, mm -hmm. and we've done everything. We've incorporated social studies and mm -hmm. science and math, but the character education of having integrity, 
Okay. Um, having perseverance, finding your your own personal being strength. innovative. Yes, mm -hmm. being innovative, uh, okay. resilient, just everything mm. that you would want a kid to be can come out of that. Okay. So Absolutely. it was that's the piece that I really took away this time. Okay. Thank you. Um, I think for me, teaching, like I've, I've had a few different teaching experiences with this now, starting in fourth grade where I taught all subject levels and now I teach, mostly I teach, I did her out in my seventh grade literature classes. Um, so I'm only getting the reading piece of it to bring to kids. Um, so I usually utilize um, Gary Polson's book, Woodsong. Hmm. And Kids love Gary Paulson, number one. You know, Hatchet, you bring Hatchet in, they love it. So bringing in, um, it's more of his autobiography, a kid's version of his autobiography, because he actually ran in the Iditarod. Wow. Um, and so Woodsong covers his whole race experience. And I have a lot of students in my district now that are super into fishing. They grow up on farms. They've got, you know, they're out in the middle of the country, a lot of them. And so bringing the outdoors into the classroom is super relevant for a lot of my boys, especially. Okay. Um, not to take away from the girls, but definitely for my boys. And the fact that it's a winter thing to get excited about. Mm -hmm. And I've also brought in, and I know Julie has in her classroom in the past as well, like the idea that these guys are racing to win $50,000. Okay. If that. And okay. you think about what our pro athletes are making yeah. on a basketball mm -hmm. team, on the NBA or NFL, you know, and you start making those comparisons for them in, in comparison to what these guys are doing out in the wilderness, mm -hmm. to what, you know, how they're living, just playing football, you know, not taking away from that, but it's just a whole, whole different thing, and they start going, they would do that for fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. And they don't get a salary. No. Okay. They don't it get actually paid costs to do them this. more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like I like how you how you both just interjected with that piece because because for me it's more about the passion, mm -hmm. right? Like the money, fine, you you get something, but it's about the passion. Mm -hmm. You really enjoy doing this, and so yeah, I, mm -hmm. I like that. Absolutely. Kind of what you talked about. My concern was as well, like how. How are kids in Loves Park in McChesney Park, Illinois, going to relate or care about something that's happening so far removed from their everyday lives? How do we make this relatable for them? Um, but I agree with Julie on a lot of it, like the character education and the, you know, I, I do see kids say, hey, you know, this is a these are twin sisters that are racing and I'm a twin or I'm, you know, they find their own relatability with mm -hmm. these mushers and with the race. And again, with like the perseverance and the resiliency, I, I mean, I think it teaches them, <clears throat> you know, we've showed them videos where our, our own adopt-a-musher had to um, withdraw out of the race last year because he had a massive snowstorm that he ended up with a broken ankle. His there was another musher with him that with him that broke her collarbone, um, and they were like less so than a hundred miles from the finish line. Right. So know. it's literally, you know, if you fall down, you you have to get back up, and you have to, you know, work hard for this. And I, I think it does mm -hmm. reflect in our in our students and their work habits and their, um, yeah. Their awesome. Well, I definitely character. need to. Um, 
to check this out because now now my because I don't know why I have in my mind and I'm dating my myself now like the movie Cool Runnings. I don't yeah. know if you ever saw that. Like, <laughs> and, and I'm yeah. just thinking about that, but I know it's different, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's totally different. So mm-hmm. um, I can't wait to, to look at something like that. And so now a little bit of fun, right? If you don't mind, a couple, okay. couple questions <laughs> yeah. here to have fun yeah, with you. Yeah. So, so in your mind, go back to, to the place, right? To the scene and what mm. you saw and and, and you said it with the, the snowflakes and, and all of those things. And and when you are, and you remember your kids are going to see this, right? <laughs> so what song comes Ooh. to your mind when you're, that would kind of wrap up, this is, this is that race, right? This is what I saw. This is what I experienced. What song? And, and hopefully the kids will know it. <laughs> but if, if anything, they will learn something about Man. you all, so. Either one. What I feel song like you're such mind? a good one with the song. Maybe thing. you too, beautiful day. Mm. Beautiful day. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful day. I know that one. Or perfect day. <laughs> okay. There's one too. I okay. feel like I made a couple of TikToks when we got back and still looking for songs to put with my videos. I chose Zach Brown Band's Free. Okay. Um, and then we learned a lot about some Iditarod songs, and so I chose a song called Reddington's Run. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hobo Jim. By Check Hobo Jim, who okay. had passed away, so they were honoring him last year. He was a big okay. country musician that had some Iditarod-specific songs. So. I have to admit, I have to look that song up. But <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would have to. We did, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did, too. Okay. What about you? Uh, when I think back to that day that the race started, and like Andrea said, the the snow coming down was massive. I had, I actually have a picture where I have my hood on and I have this much snow stacked on top of my head. Mm-hmm. So I guess my song would have to be um, Umbrella because I was kind of wishing I <laughs> had Rihanna. one. Rihanna. That's I funny. needed to be under an I didn't umbrella. I see that coming. Ella, that coming. Ella. <laughs> That is awesome. You know, we also participated in the running of the reindeer while we were there. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There is a running of the reindeer, (laughs) which is similar to the running of the bulls. Okay. But you actually run. We ran. Away from reindeer. You (laughs) run. They release male reindeer. And they're chasing you. And they chase you down the street. They're they're annoyed. Mm-hmm. You can see them being annoyed. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't. Me and yeah, we don't. We don't get along right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When when not too long ago hit hit our car just oh, out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I can imagine them coming at you. Yeah, <laughs> like that. It's they don't quite stop. a time. No, yeah. no, no yeah. they don't. No. Okay. So you have to run. It was quite an it. experience. <laughs> All right, and then um, for for teachers, like other teachers, right, who mm-hmm. are not necessarily familiar with this, but obviously every teacher loves PD and things like that, um, what would you say would be a reason for them to maybe even look into this, right, or, or something similar to this, right, where you can go and there's some real world experiences and you can bring it back to the kids? What, what would you say to other teachers? That's awesome. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. I, I just was thinking, um, I, Iditarod.edu is a website that they have created that has a ton of resources for teachers and educators. Um, the stuff that we learned at the conference was geared towards, you know, lesson plans and things that we could take back to our classroom and things that we could do to incorporate all of that. Um, there, there is a huge following of teachers within the Iditarod network that 
um, produce some great things. And I, I second with Andrea, when you hit February and March as a teacher, you kind of get that slump of, okay, we've been doing the same thing all year. It's fresh, it's new, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. And I think it rejuvenates our kids as well. Mm -hmm. So I would say look into it because there's literally something for everybody. Mm -hmm. Every teacher of every subject level, of every grade, there's something. And on the iditarod.edu, everything's free. Mm -hmm. So like imagine how many times we're going on teacher pay teacher looking for something to cover for a day or just something quick. Everything's free there. So yeah, we like free. I was just gonna say that I think that we learned wonderful things at yeah. the conference. It was a five-day conference, and even outside of the conference, going just one day, we had one day to go play, mm -hmm. and even then, you're looking at it through a teacher lens, and you're going, oh, now I can talk to the kids about glaciers, or now I can talk to them about the boar tide. And you learn all these things that are exciting to see, but then you put them through your teacher lens, and just having that experience is a wonderful thing to bring back to the classroom. Just like when we went to the Illinois Reading Council and presented about the Iditarod yeah. uh, years back, Mm -hmm. And um, that just rejuvenated as well. Even mm -hmm. just going to a local, sort of local, more local than Alaska <laughs> conference, um, yeah, it just rejuvenates everything that you do. And, and I think being there too, like you talked about relevancy earlier, like you go to Alaska and last year and the year before, like it was a whole different ballgame with COVID up there. Um, even on our national news, you were seeing stories of how they were getting the vaccine to these rural communities mm. by dog sled. They were getting the wow. vaccine yeah. there by mm. dog sled um, because it was the middle of winter. We had to COVID test every single day last year at the conference because they could have zero risk going out into these rural communities where they don't have adequate health care. Um, but then you also see climate change playing a huge role in the race every single year there's something crazy going on um you know ground water that's supposed to be frozen is not or there's crazy snowstorms taking place and you know they even say like if you don't believe in this like come see it here firsthand okay. you know you can yeah. see exactly what's happening so just getting to see all of that more in person i mean brought back a wealth of ideas for places we can take this in the classroom. Gotcha. And I'm glad you, you touched on the, the whole um, water that should appear to be frozen or should be frozen is not, and kind of like the dangers a little bit, mm -hmm. because that, that comes into my mind of, mm -hmm. of a barrier of like, nope, I'm not going to do it because of this or that or whatever. But the way that it's, it's your experience and, and how it sounds is I can have fun doing this mm -hmm. anyone can have fun mm -hmm. doing this right yeah yep. um, so i'm definitely going to look into it not yeah. not saying i'm going to go yet <laughs> but i gotta you know you so, will soon because guess yeah. what she's got a surprise for you oh okay <laughs> all right so so be wow <laughs> made me forget my last question there. <laughs> let's what's the surprise uh, it was announced publicly today that I am a top three finalist to be the teacher on the trail for 2024 for the okay. Iditarod. Well, so thank you. I'm going. This is a huge deal. Yeah. I'm going back to Alaska in about back. six weeks. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so you, crossing are, my are fingers, I'll go back again. To go with you <laughs> you want to go? You can come. 
If I end up in the role I'm hoping I end up in, I'm hoping these two come back with me to the starting line of that race. So okay. yeah. you're welcome to come with us. Well, well first of all, thank you. Okay, so now yeah. i got to really brush up on this yeah. and try to, right. try to yeah. think about this. But congratulations. Thank and, you. And um, yeah, we might, we might, my son's in the back there. We might need to, to, to visit Alaska. Yeah. Know, but i got to talk to a wife, though. <laughs> 2024. 2024. Yeah. So i got yeah. got a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. but thank you all for, for being here. Um, one of the last things, and I ask this with every guest, is to take a shot, you know, in oh, the ESPN good. bucket. Mm -hmm. okay. I know we, um, we've been talking about sledding and things like that in races but this is basketball right and i love basketball okay so let's see if, if you all three of you can make this Slam Terrell, i don't think that i am really good at basketball <laughs> that was I, a good try it was a good try <laughs> does this move yes oh yeah it moves. Moves. Like break moves. anything let's, let's check you're good oh gosh almost okay not right. quite you went right in there though <laughs> pressure's on Whew. Oh, <laughs> I gotta redo on that one. Redo. That's okay. Has anyone made it? Oh yeah. Okay. Aww. There's some that has made it in the first try. There's some that you know they're so competitive they just you know, I got I got to do this. Um, others who kind of did like that, but that's okay though, right? Yeah. But yeah. again, if you can try Alaska and go in there, you can. Yeah. can we do can this. try the basket. So yeah. so final question. Any one of you can answer this. Who's your favorite person in the district? I knew oh. she was going to ask this. Got you. Everybody's watching. You know I mean? <laughs> Terrell, you're a pot stirrer. <laughs> I've been uh, known to do that lately. Um, I don't, well, in the district, obviously, I traveled with Shannon, so. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Wow. <laughs> okay. Because you're not in the district anymore. So I'm was, not. Was, did I get good. a like freebie <laughs> on it? <laughs> okay. yeah. Oh no, you still got to oh, answer man. this. Oh man. Because we may we may try to steal you back. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway. <laughs> you have to answer for. Oh, you said Shannon. You answer next. I, there actually was a conversation about this in my um, my lunch room. It was coming. Yeah. <laughs> they all knew you were going to ask us this question, so really? I made them promise that me. I would give a shout out to the third lunch at Love Spark Elementary, <laughs> <I love it. laughs> which, which, by the way, Julie's a part of. <laughs> okay. All right. So the whole third lunch. The whole third lunch <laughs> is your, are your favorite people. <laughs> okay. Okay. So now it's on you. Oh man, I feel like. I don't even know how to answer that. I'm going to go just with Love's Park staff are my favorite people because I miss a lot of them so much. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. I feel like, you know, partially the first place you maybe spend nine years of your career feels a little bit like home. So. Yeah. You can well, come back home anytime. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. Once a Husky, always a Husky. Always a Husky. <laughs> so, so, again, thank you all thank you. Um, for being a part of this. Um, obviously, thank you for, for reaching out and, and yeah. wanting to, to do this and introducing me to something that I had no idea. I feel embarrassed, almost like the no. TCU Georgia score last night. <laughs> but if you watch basketball, I mean football. Um, but, but this is just awesome. Just to know, though, that, um, you know, as our, our staff, you know, teachers are, are doing, you know, some great things, right? And being able to participate in things, not just in the area, but to go to like Alaska and yeah. things like that. And to be able to, for me to even say that, um, you know, I'm proud of that. And so if we can continue to create those moments and help you, you know, do that, um, I'll certainly try to do that. 
you know, in my role. And so, again, appreciate you. Um, so, again, um, welcome, um, you know, everybody to another edition to Talk 122 with your superintendent, Dr. Terrell Yarbrough. Um, hopefully, uh, you learned uh, a lot um, with this particular episode. Um, I know I did, and and congratulations um, is in order, and we may end up taking a trip to Alaska. We <laughs> shall see. So, until the next time, I am Harlem. You are Harlem. We are Harlem. Take care, everybody.